am certainly glad that you're here with us today. We are uh, going to have a good study from the Bible. You know, this is the week that everybody talks about mothers, right? And today is Mother's Day. I hope you gave her a card or some flowers or, or gave her a phone call or something this morning. Because uh, it's time that uh, here in America we recognize the value and the honor of mothers. What I thought we'd do a little bit today is talk about what God says about mothers. Because although it's a good thing in America to uh, recognize our mothers as a cultural thing, what's really important is what God says about mothers. And we're going to talk about a couple of things this morning. Number one, we're going to talk about... What makes a mother an honorable mother? Because, you know, on a, on a day like today, everybody talks about, well, you need to honor your mom, right? You need to honor her by calling her or giving her a gift or candy or flowers or something, a card, something like that. You need to honor your mom. And, you know, when you look in the Bible, there are a lot of women who are mentioned who are very honorable mothers. I think of Jesus, Jesus' mother Mary. I think of Hannah who uh, was the mother of Samuel, the prophet. There's some great and honorable mothers in the Bible, but you know there are also some mothers in the Bible who are not honorable. Joseph's mother taught him to lie and be deceitful. She was sneaky, Rebecca was. Herodias' mother told her daughter, to ask for the head of John the Baptist when she had danced and pleased the, the king. And the king said, I'll give you up to half of my kingdom. She said, you ask for the head of the prophet of God. You know, there were some very dishonorable mothers. You know, there are dishonorable mothers in America today, aren't there? We all should honor our mothers, but it's not that shocking and that unusual to read about a mom who's abused her children. You know, every once in a while you read about a, some mom who leaves a baby, a newborn baby, in a trash can or something like that, right? Terrible, terrible things. What does God say about an honorable mother? What does it take? What should be honorable in the life of a woman so that she is an honorable mother that should be honored. And we're going to talk about that a little bit, and then we're going to talk about our responsibility for those of us who aren't moms to honor our mothers and uh, the responsibilities. Let's talk about being an honorable mother. Number one, if you want to be an honorable mother, you need to be committed to Jesus Christ. I know your kids need an Xbox. They need a mother who's committed to Jesus more than an Xbox. I know they need a chauffeur. Chauffeur, chauffeur. They need somebody to haul them around to soccer games and baseball games and gymnastics classes and all of that. They need somebody who's going to care and be engaged in their life, right? More than that, they need a mother who's committed to serving Jesus Christ. They need a mother who will commit to being the kind of example and woman that will lead her children to serve Jesus Christ. You know, this the world that we live in puts at the very top, here in America at least, the very top of all the things you can do is get your kids involved in extracurricular activities. I mean, that's the best thing you can do for them. You get them involved in play practice or in 
in baseball or gymnastics or volleyball or whatever it is, and you make sure they get private lessons and they get on a club team and they get to travel and they go to every practice and they do all these things in this world. And you know what that's like? That's like Cracker Jacks. Scriptures say God demonstrates His own love toward us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That's, that's the real prize. That's the real value. You look at a box of Cracker Jacks, and they're exciting because it says right there, surprise inside. Now, when I was little, that was cool. <laughs> I wanted whatever that surprise was. As I began to get a few of those, you know what I found out? It's just a plastic piece of junk. <laughs> That's all it is. But it's all, it looks good. looks something like I really want. You know, the reality is the world offers you and I lots and lots of stuff. The world offers us all kinds of things that in the, in the big picture, in reality, are nothing more than plastic junk. You ever see American Idol? These young folks that, man, they will do anything. And our family has enjoyed watching that. You know, we're from Oklahoma, and when Carrie Underwood won that thing, boy, we, that was the greatest thing in the world. Everybody's excited about that. You know what that does to the lives of most of those young, young folks? I want to tell you, the entertainment industry is a terrible place for a Christian to try to live. Isn't that right, Jim? It's a tough world. It doesn't make people strong. It tears them down spiritually. Being a professional athlete, yeah, I know you can make a lot of money if you're one of the few. But at what price? At what price? You know, the world offers so many things that mothers get all interested and concerned. We've got to provide this for our kids when what your kids really need is for you to love Jesus. They need you to be a Christian and they need to see you in your life take a stand and say, you know what, I know that's fun and that's important and that's valuable, but this day we set aside to worship God instead of go do that. I know that if we changed your age on the form that we fill out, you could play a year longer with these younger kids and maybe get you a scholarship. But the truth is, that's not honest, so we don't do that. Moms, you got to have your priority. You need to have those priorities right. Ever hear of cool sculpting? They've been advertising that on the sports station I listen to some. You know what cool sculpting is? Freezethefat.com. You can go in there, and I don't know, supposedly it doesn't hurt, and they can freeze the fat, and you can get rid of your love handles and, and all those extra little bits of fat around on you. I mean, you can look good. That's another thing the world offers, ladies in particular, in our world today. You can look beautiful. I mean, you've got to get this bright tan, and if you don't want to go to the tan, you can spray it on. You can get instant everything, all the makeup and all the beauty secrets and all of that stuff. And you know what the reality is? When we look 
like the witch did, the evil stepmother on uh, Snow White, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's the fairest one of all? You know what God says about that? He says this, Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. You may be the most beautiful woman here today. Well, if you're not my wife, you're not. But <laughs> Now that's, that gets you some points that way, right? You may be the most beautiful woman any of your friends know. But if you're not spiritually strong, if you're not committed to serving God, you're not beautiful to God. And that's what matters, isn't it? What matters is being beautiful to God. Being inwardly the kind of person that God wants you to be. That's far, far more valuable than freezethefat.com. It's far more valuable than toddlers and tiaras and all that kind of stuff. Now, second thing that I want to mention is for you to be an honorable mother from God's perspective is that you need to work for God according to the design that God made you for. The Bible says this, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as also Christ is head of the church. And He is the Savior of the body. Therefore, just as the church is subject to Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands in everything. Now, I know somebody says, Yeah, but doesn't He say the husbands are supposed to love the wife? Yes, yes, all that's true. But we're talking about being an honorable wife and mother right now. God designed a wife and a mother to lead the house. That's what God said. Now, I'm not saying it's wrong for a woman to have a job. My, wife's, my wife uh, works at a school. She's got a job. The virtuous woman had a job. She bought property and she sold it and she made profit. There's nothing wrong with a woman doing that to some degree. But what the Scriptures teach is that the wife is to submit to her husband. Now, that's what God says. And if you want to be an honorable woman, you'll do what God tells you to do. God says that's His plan or His desire. Now, I know in the, in the world we live in today, that does not go over well. People say, wait a minute now. In the world we live in today, women can do anything men can do. Women can be CEO of the company, and women can... Bring in the bacon and men can be Mr. Mom and stay at home. And We've got all, all that taught to us in our culture today. But you know, when you talk about this, there's a, a danger of offending people. And I want to tell you that this is not an issue of who's better or who's more important. Men are not more important than women. Men are not better than women. Men are not smarter than women necessarily. It's a matter or an issue of design. Let me ask you this question. Which is better, a sports car or a great old big tractor? Which is better? Well, it depends on what you're going to do with it, right? If you're trying to pull a plow through a field, which one would you rather have? 
But you want a big tractor if you're trying to pull a big plow through a field, right? If you're going to a drive-in movie, which one would you rather have? Well, you want the sports car to go to a drive-in movie. You see, it's a matter of design. One is not better than the other. They're designed for different purposes. God designed the man to lead the home and to hold the ultimate responsibility or accountability before God for the decisions of that home. When on judgment day, God calls us up before Him, when somebody goes to give account for the decisions of my family, guess who He's going to ask about that? It's going to be me. Because it's my design. It's my responsibility. And I can't push that off on my wife. I can't say, well, Lord, she may... I don't get out of my responsibilities that way. Likewise, wives, God holds you accountable and responsible for submitting to your husband and leading and guiding your home. That's what God said. Now, I know that's not easy. My wife's told me many times that's not easy. It's difficult, I know, but it's God's design. And if you're going to be an honorable mother, you're going to honor God by doing what He asked you to do, what He commanded you to do, and honoring and submitting to your husband. Thirdly, seek internal godliness rather than outward beauty. I mentioned that a moment ago. You know, the Bible tells us this. Let the women adorn themselves in modest apparel with propriety and moderation not with braided hair or gold or pearls or costly clothing, but which is proper for women professing godliness with good works. God expects the women, mothers and wives, and even single ladies, God expects you to adorn yourself in a way that honors Him. Now, I'll tell you, I don't believe this passage is teaching it's sin to wear gold or it's sin to wear pearl. I think what he's teaching is that the focus of a godly woman is going to be inward. It's going to be preparing her heart and her life to be an honor to God. Let me ask you a question, ladies. How much time do you spend looking in the mirror preparing the outward appearance of your body? You spend quite a bit of time doing that, checking it out, making sure the makeup's just right, and adding a little length to the eyelashes. And and how much time do you spend doing that? Nothing wrong with that. You're a beautiful bunch of women here today, and I appreciate that. Do you spend an equal amount of time looking in the mirror of God's Word at your character? I mean, honestly, how often do you really think about when you get up in the morning, how godly you're going to be today, how godly you can, how you can reflect the character of God, how you can be the kind of godly mom or wife or young teenage girl that you could be. Do the two even compare? His point here is what's inside is much more important because you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that when the outward man perishes, the inward man will be renewed day by day. Right? You're going to get old and you're going to die. We were, we've were we got some good friends, Neil and Dina Mackey, 
and many of you all know Jared, the real tall guy that hangs around Jerrica, our daughter. They're good friends of ours, have been for years. We were visiting with them last night, and Neil said something, and Dina said, huh? And Carrie said, are you getting, getting where you can't hardly hear? And she said, it's awful. I'm getting, oh, I can't hear anything. And, and then we spent the next 15 minutes talking about how blind and deaf we all are, and how we're getting old, and how, you know what? It's just going to happen. You're going to get old, and you're going to get saggy, and you're going to get not beautiful physically. That's just going to happen. No matter how much money you spend, no matter how much time you spend, that's going to happen. But your character doesn't have to sag. Your character doesn't have to get weak. In fact, your character, your heart, your inner man, inner woman, can get stronger and stronger and more godly and and not only can, it should. That's God's desire. That's God's design for wives and mothers. Fourthly, if you want to be an honorable mother, you need to cultivate faith in the heart of your children. Look at what Scripture says here. Paul said to Timothy, I thank God when I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Did you know Timothy, there's two books in the Bible, two letters written to Timothy, First and Second Timothy. He was an evangelist in the early church, very effective. Did you know his dad wasn't a believer? Timothy had a dad who didn't believe. You know where his faith came from? It came from his mama and his grandma. If you're a woman of God, it will be far more important to you, if you're honorable, to build faith in the heart of your children than to build some worldly skill, be it education or sports or something like that. That's what will matter. That's what should matter. You know, it's the worst mistake in the world parents can make to say, well, I'm not going to try to make my kids go to church. I'm not going to make my kids do, do God things because, you know, they made me when I was young and I didn't like it. And, and I'm just going to let them make their own decision. I know that seems culturally acceptable in the world today. But the truth of the matter is you don't let your kids make their own decisions in hardly anything, do you? Do you let them decide whether they want to go to the doctor or not? Well, no, I wouldn't do that. Why not? Well, they need to go to the doctor. They're sick. That's right. They need to go to church. Well, aren't you afraid that if you make them go to the doctor, when they get older, they'll quit going to the doctor? Well, no, that's silly. You need to bring your kids to church. You cannot expect to visit a church service once every six months and your children get a faith in the Lord. You can't expect your children to have faith in the Lord if you just take them to church services and never talk about Jesus between Sundays. You can't expect that to happen. Parents, especially moms, you're to guide the house. Give faith to your children. Let them see you pray. 
Let them see you open God's Word and read it. Let them hear you talk about Jesus and how you made a decision in your life because that's what God wanted you to do. Let them see you suffer the consequences of serving God when it's costly. Let them see that in your life. And tell them why it's important. Teach them to believe that. Did you know that most of the time racists, people who are racist, who hate people of other races, they were raised in homes that were racist. Did you know that? You knew that, didn't you? You know how they got that way? Because they were taught by their parents to be racist. You can pass down your values to kids. And you can pass down a faith in the Lord Jesus Christ to your children. But it doesn't happen just because they live in a home where we had Bibles on the shelf and went to church occasionally. Do you want your children to go to heaven? Do you want them to be godly benefits to the the society and the world that they live in? Teach them to have faith in Jesus. Make that an important, fundamental cornerstone of what you do. That's a primary piece. You've got to feed them, you've got to keep them alive, and you've got to teach them about Jesus. That's fundamental to being an honorable mother. Now, I want to talk just for a moment about honoring an honorable mother. And I want to say this as we get into this. Look at this passage here. It says, Honor your father and your mother. That's in Exodus chapter 20. Okay? That's repeated in the New Testament. It's all through the Bible that God wants us to honor our fathers and mothers. Notice this. He doesn't say, Honor your father and your mother as long as they are honorable fathers and mothers. didn't say that. Your mom and dad may not be honorable. They may not even be Christians. They may not even be believers. But you know what? God told you to honor them. God told me to honor my mom. Not just today, but to honor my mom. Well, what does honor mean exactly? Actually, that word honor means heavy or weighed down. It means to prize. You know, something that's honored is something of great weight or gravity or importance. Something that we honor is something of great value. That's why we use the word honor. That's what it means. It's like, it's valuable. It's important. It's something that has great importance or value to me. And honoring someone... Honor is something that can't be done by yourself. You've got to do it by others. For me to stand up and go, Oh, I am the honorable this... That's silly. There's no honor in that. But for somebody to te- treat me with as though I'm important or as though I'm valuable, that's honorable. That's honoring. This is honoring. You think that lady loves her mama? That's honoring. She is showing her mother, you are valuable to me. You mean something to me. You're important to me. You hold tremendous value to me. This, on the other hand, is what we see a lot of in our culture and our world today. And all of us, if you treat your mother this way, Shame on you. 
That's not what God wants you to do. God wants you to honor your mother. I know she's got flaws. I know she's got things. I know maybe she wouldn't fit the categories that we've listed here. God doesn't, God doesn't say honor her if she's that way. He says honor her. You know what my father always told me? He said, your mother went to the brink of the grave to bring you into this world. And I can take you out. <laughs> Dad told me that Mom put her life on the line to bring me into this world. Now, I only know one, in my life, I've only known one woman who died in childbirth. It's not real common in our culture and our world today, but it does happen. It's a very real risk your mother went to to bring you into this world. Mothers make tremendous sacrifices for their children. Sacrifices that you won't know and understand. In fact, I've told my parents, I'm so grateful that God allowed my parents to still be alive when I had children. Because I had no idea how they loved me and how they sacrificed for me until I had my own kids. You need to honor your mother. She's valuable to you. And I said, well, you don't know my mom. No, I don't, but God does. And God chose of all the people who've ever lived, God chose your mom to be your mom. You had no choice in that. God did. And because of that, you honor her. Scripture says this, let every one of you revere his mother and father. Now, that's a different word. That's there in Leviticus. Revere means to guard or protect. You do what you can to guard and protect your mother and your father. You know, I, a few years ago, I got the opportunity to be in Paris and go to the Louvre Museum and to see this thing. That's the Mona Lisa. That's about as close as you can get to that thing. They guard and protect that. That's bulletproof glass, burn-proof glass, camera-flash-proof glass. You can't get to it. You can't get close to it. Because why? Because it's of tremendous value. And because it's of such great value, they guard and they protect that. Guard and protect your mom. Guard her, protect her, defend her, stand up for her. Scripture also says this, Cursed is anyone who despises his mother. Now, I hope and I trust we don't have anybody here today who despises their mom. I sure hope that's the case. Once again, if you do, shame on you. You should never despise your mother. You know, despise means be really angry. It means to hate, right? Except sometimes in translations, words kind of get lost in translation. Actually, this word despise means to take lightly. It doesn't mean to hate. It means to take lightly. You know what? That's the opposite of honor, isn't it? Honor means weighty or heavy. Despise means light means it's inconsequential. It means she doesn't matter. It means she doesn't cross my mind. It does, she's, she's irrelevant in the world that I live in or in the life. What she says doesn't, 
It just rolls off me like water off a duck's back. It's that. Oh, good grief. God says cursed is the person who treats their mom that way. Don't be like that. Don't treat your mom like that. Honor her. Treat her as though she's the most valuable, important thing in your world. Treat her in a way that honors instead of a way that dishonors her. You might say, well, you know what? I'm glad you preached on this this morning. I've been thinking about some of this stuff. I called my mom this morning. I got up and I made a phone. I bought her some. I went 1-800-Flowers or whatever that is. And I sent her some flowers this morning. That's If you did that, that's great. I'm proud of you. Happy that you did that. I'm sure your mom appreciates it. But for Christians, for Christianity, honoring our mothers is not just a today thing. Honoring our mothers is not what we do one day a year, but it's how we live. Now the Scriptures say this, to him who knows to do good and does not do it, to him it is sin. I want you to know if you don't honor your mom every day, it's sin. I'm not saying you have to send her flowers every day. I'm saying you treat her with honor. You treat her as though she's valuable. When you talk to her, you deal with her, you treat her with value every day. Because that's God's will. So in conclusion, we've looked at several things. If you want to be an honorable mother, become a committed Christian. Honor Jesus. That's what your children need. Number two, honor God's design for your life. It'll be so difficult for your children in this next generation. In this next generation. If you don't honor God in this generation. Seek internal godliness, not external appearance, not external achievements. Cultivate faith in your children. Teach them about Jesus. Teach them to love and obey and honor Him. And on the flip side of that, you honor your mom and your your family. You honor her. Treat her as though she's of great value. Respect her. Don't ever hang up on your mama. You treat her with respect. And you esteem her of great value. Esteem her highly. I hope you've been motivated by God's Word, if you're a mom, to be be an honorable mother. We need honorable mothers in our nation today. And I hope if you're not a mom, you've been motivated to honor your mom. We need to honor our moms, not just today, but every day. And let me say this, you honor God by honoring your mom. You honor God by being an honorable mother. We do these things in honor to God. If there's any spiritual need that you have or any matter that you'd like to bring before the church, we do offer an invitation song. If you will make that need known as we stand and sing.